Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Emily. Did you survive last night? Barely. <laughs> we I mean, saw it was Alice wonderful. and Emily. We did it. We saw Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner together singing. It like, was crazy. Like live in front of our faces. Oh, so wonderful. Like it was it the was, late 90s. It was pretty amazing. Or the early 2000s. <laughs> true, true, true. My favorite time of my life. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if they had Ew, sang a Christina Aguilera song, Oof. well, early two thousands were rough. I don't really have a favorite time in my life. That's just like my favorite pop culture. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner were. It was. It was just so awesome. It was just great. It was great, and it wasn't like like I have a tendency when really big important uh, events like this for me happen. I tend to get like overcome with emotions and mm-hmm. can't process anything and kind of have like a total meltdown freak out. And that didn't happen. Good. Which was great. I just like came there and I enjoyed this wonderful performance. And then we took a picture with them, which was yes. really fucking cool. And it was a wonderful evening. It was it just really a wonderful was. fucking evening. Oh my God. It was such a great show they put together. It was so good. And it was the perfect show that they needed to put together right now. They sounded so good. Both of them were in an excellent voice. Yeah. It was uh, so it was so great. I mean, it was just like obviously they they started the show off with a little bit of sideshow because that needed to be acknowledged right. immediately. <laughs> obviously, yeah. it was the perfect way to do it. Yeah. Um and like like when they were both singing together and it was sideshow, I was like, I'm seeing sideshow. Yeah, I mean a little bit. And they did Side some show. of the choreography. Oh, that was probably my favorite part. They did choreography from the show and it was perfect still. Hello, 20 years later. They're incredible. Well, I mean, yes, I'm not diminishing them. It's not the hardest choreography, but yes, it, it was like you were back in time. Okay, but doing it in sync with someone. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Patty. <laughs> I loved uh, all their like shtick, which I mean in the mm, like sweetest way possible. Right. No, it's the perfect, especially if you've listened to their live album. I mean, that's their, that it's the right. perfect, sh- like I'm assuming that they write all their own banter because it's totally perfect. And it's the same type of banter that they did in all of their concerts. I'm sure. Cause it's the same as it is on their yeah. live album. Ugh. Like, it's just the perfect funny, uh, all their jokes, but their sideshow jokes were great. And their, like, jabs uh, at each other were great. Yes, they were perfect. It's so, you know what's so great? To see the two of them being, like, poking in such fun, personal ways at each other makes you know or hope that, like, they don't. Like they're they don't actually like have preciousness to those things, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're comfortable enough with it and chill enough with the criticism or whatever it is. They were like talking. One of the things was like, 
one of the songs they were singing. Fuck, what was that song? Mm, mm, I know it too. What are the jokes? Like the what? friendship song oh, where it's yeah. like, oh, if they make a cannibal stew of you, invite me to that mm-hmm. Cole Porter song. But they had changed some of the lyrics and it was like, if a critic ever, you know, something, something about you croaking like a toad. Emily said that to yeah. Alice. Like, like that is amazing that they can laugh about that. Like, like it's just well, refreshing. Well, because, you know, whatever, people talk about things they don't know about mm. years and years ago mm-hmm. and like why they stopped you know, doing their shows together. Well, I'm pretty sure it's just because they had been doing them for so long and they wanted to, you know, expand elsewhere. But, you know. Right. Right. And Right. Because, the, of course, like, people are like, they're not doing concerts together. They must hate each other. Right. They've, they've hated each other for years. They won't speak. And, like, and we don't. We, you know, we like to, I think, because of the culture, like because of the pop culture that we live in and how much accessibility there is for like really big celebrities to photograph their every single move. Like we don't have that same access or that same like accountability for Broadway stars. Like I don't fucking know what these people do with their everyday lives. Like maybe you can find out what Jennifer Aniston does on a Tuesday afternoon, (laughs) but like you can't really find out what Emily Skinner's doing on a Tuesday afternoon. And maybe she's hanging out with Alice Ripley because did you know that, people do things without posting it on the internet. Mm, I did. Well, especially, uh, you know, Emily Skinner doesn't have at least like a Twitter footprint. Right. No, she's Um, not much of a social media person at all. But I think regardless of what actually happened, it doesn't even matter because the fact is that this concert that they were doing together had so much like love and joy in it Mm -hmm. and respect Mm -hmm. for each other that it was so Mm -hmm. good to see because again, regardless of what was actually true, I don't want to believe that any of those things are true. Right, right. Definitely. And I don't, I don't feel like any of that were being the great actresses that they are. I don't think, you know, they, it was genuine. It was like, absolutely. Well, the problem with like being outsiders and looking at these situations is also like, you know, the psychological side effects of people becoming extremely attached to actors and shows in certain ways. And it's like wish fulfillment. And when wish fulfillment doesn't happen, then you're like, my life is ruined because Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner aren't friends. And you're like, A, you don't know that they're not friends. Right. you're fine. (laughs) It doesn't actually affect you. Like, girl, calm down. You can still believe in the world. Like, you know, it's like... When I was like, if Mulder and Scully aren't together in the new series, I can't believe in love. Like, that's not true. (laughs) You would be pissed, but you would still believe in love. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so much more complicated than that. Well, that's also true. And guess what? Real humans are just like characters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but let's talk a little bit about what they did sing. Because... I loved, I loved the solo moments and I like, I loved when they were singing together because they're Alice and Emily, but Mm. I also loved that that wasn't the whole show. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. It was fantastic. I mean, um, remember when Alice Ripley (laughs) sang from Sunset Boulevard and it exploded both our brains and we need a revival of Sunset Boulevard starring Alice Ripley. I mean, you know, 
that, and this is, you know, was one of the jokes that Emily made in the show that like Alice Ripley, as her career has gone on, has played like slightly unhinged women or whatever. Right, right. Um, And I have complicated feelings about Next Normal. But I was also so happy to once again see Alice Ripley and just love the shit out of her. Right, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And Uh that was so good. And like, I didn't know I needed a Sunset Boulevard revival starring Alice Ripley, but I do. Yes, I know, right? It's kind of like... Because that's also the perfect kind of like crazy intensity for her. Right. It's the perfect amount of intensity. Oh, she's so great. I mean, she's a fucking... I just... I haven't seen her perform live in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, me like, neither. It's been, it's been several years. Like, I mean, literally, I saw her, since I haven't seen her perform since Next Normal. I saw her in that Christmas show. Right, Civil War Christmas? Yeah. That Amber Amon was in. Yeah, Amber Amon was in it at New York Theater Workshop. Mm-hmm. And I saw her in a couple of concerts, but I don't think I'd seen her perform in at least like two or three years, maybe. So, yeah. And remember when Emily Skinner sang from Big Fish? Oh, my God. And then I was, like, crying to her about it after the show. And then I listened to Big Fish all day today. (laughs) Stranger. That's amazing. Oh, birthday buddy, Mm. Bobby Steigert. Um, Mm. Oh, God. It was so beautiful. I love that song. I love Emily Skinner. I Mm. wish I could have gone to Oklahoma, but also I wish she could do it closer to me. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. But she just, you know what I thought was so both her and Alice in the songs, like their solo songs, Mm -hmm. they were both like so in character. Oh yeah. It it was amazing. Like it, it was full Full out, full stage performance acting. Yeah. You know? Because it's just like a lot of, I was just going to say that, like, you know, there's a difference in performance a lot of the times in the way people perform songs within shows and the way they perform the same Mm -hmm. song in a concert setting. And I felt like they were giving theatrical performance at a concert stage. Which I fucking love. Well, and what I love too, though, is that show is built for them to showcase that. And then also mm. they do their like fun cabaret, we're us right. performances also. Perfect cabaret. Like it was like, a it was a top notch cabaret. Like, like when you look at cabaret as the form, like yeah. it was perfect. Oh, give them a bistro award. Mm. I also loved like I've only heard Kate Baldwin sing I Don't Need a Roof and their voices mm. are so different yeah. and I loved hearing a- Emily's like different texture in that song. Mm. Yes, definitely, definitely. What else about Alice and Emily? Alice and Emily, I mean, if they wanted to just do a monthly cabaret, yeah. um, put out um, 15 original albums, mm-hmm. And uh, move in with me. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that whole like friendship uh, medley that they did was just delightful. So much fun. All all the little medleys they put together were fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love them so much. I can't even deal with it. I can't even deal with them. I love them so much. It was great. 
And I hope. And I didn't even tell them that I was wearing that Daisy and Violet necklace. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that, listen, they had a show after them and it was super great of 54 Below. They had someone there, or maybe it was Alice and Emily. I'm not sure, but they had a girl there whose job was to like take pictures of them mm. with people, which I thought was super, super smart. Of course, yeah. like friends would were coming over and like getting in the way. And we were sort of like, yeah, we'll take a picture. And then it took forever. And the girl was like, just trying to take a picture and like move everybody along. I know. But there wasn't really all- time for us to tell them anything. I know. That's true. It's such a funny, depending, like, I feel like I've been in so many of those situations. And it's always so funny when you have, not, not that this girl, she was there to help out. Yeah. And she was doing her damnedest. But I've seen other people in that same situation be get like so angry and so frustrated because they're like, I'm just here. You're just supposed to take a picture and walk away. Come on, just take your picture and then move on. And then the next person take and everybody's like, excuse me, I need to talk to the celebrity for 10 minutes. <laughs> but like, it's also different when some of the people they're talking to are their actual friends. Right, right. Like, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say we're like friends with Emily Skinner, but you know, she talked to us for a little bit because she knew who we were and it was more than just like oh fans taking a picture which by the way i have to email her that picture because she requested it (laughs) i have to remember to do that but um, i'm gonna i'm gonna she yeah it was pretty funny though that she was doing a really it was a hard job for her to have oh i mean yeah the 54 below i mean you know obviously it's all in there but it would be amazing if they had if I if I designed a cabaret venue like mm-hmm. Fifty Four Below or whatever, it would be cool if there was like a side room or some place to receive guests. Oh yeah, well sometimes they do go like upstairs, but that's guests, guests. right? But like the fans can't go right. Upstairs. That's yeah. There's no like stage door. The right. bar well, just is the like, stage door. It's it's tough when there's a. Yeah, like a thing, a, a show afterwards, and mm-hmm. then it, there's really only sort of like a 15-minute period where they're like, get out, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. We have another show starting. Get out. And you're like, I need a picture. But 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 Alice and Emily. But excuse me, Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner are together, so your show can wait. Well, I don't know what else to say. It was like, it was like a... It wasn't a once in a lifetime experience. It was like a six in a lifetime experience. But mm. uh, I hope there's more. I hope you know. Me too. I I love them doing their own thing. I'm not begrudging Me them too. at all. And Alice is going to be in American Psycho, which is going to be interesting. <laughs> not her, just so, the show I'm, itself. I'm excited. Right, right, right. And um, wait, because you've never seen the movie, no. Oh my god! I, I don't know. know what you're in for. I don't know. I, don't I know what I, you're I, in for. I mean, I know. I know the feel of the movie. I know it's like a satire, and so it's like sort of funny, gory. But I don't. Yeah, I think. I think I really was just like, I don't want to see Christian Bale as a murderer. I mean, not just as a murderer, as like a sadistic sociopath. Well, right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You might free. I, it also depends on the design, I guess, because the movie is extremely violent and very bloody. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do. Sound- I feel like you might vomit because you hate blood. I don't see. That's funny because when it's that sort of cartoonish, like it's meant to be outrageous, like a Quentin Tarantino movie 
or something like that, which I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking this is sort of on that uh, scale. It doesn't bother me because it's so to the other side. Hmm. If it's like the like a hand to God, if it's like realistic, like even from the back row, that was like a visceral, <laughs> awful experience for me. Uh, then yeah. <laughs> but you know, if so we're talking fine. Evil Dead the musical and there's a blood splash zone, I think I would have been fine with that. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. I'm excited. Me too. Well, we could talk about these ladies forever and ever. Hmm, but that's true. Something else also happened this last week was Grease Live. Grease Live! I mean, it was a good production. It was Grease, but it was a yeah. good production. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I can't, I don't remember the numbers. I'm being a really good, you know, podcaster right now. But like the hmm. difference in um, budget between like the sound of music and this was like $30 million or something like that. Shit. Shit. Which like quality wise, like looking at the sound of music, I wouldn't think that. But as far as like the size of the Grease production, I definitely right. see where that money went. Yeah. I mean, it was big and fun. I liked, I liked the style. I, I <laughs> I mean, I liked it as much as I can like a production of Grease sure. that's done like they, we do productions of Grease, which is not the way Grease is supposed to be. But whatever. I, it was enjoyable. Yeah. And I thought it was a fun cast. Yeah, the cast was really great. A lot of, like, nice surprises. Yeah. Heather really Donahue, who played Carly Jan. Jepsen. She was oh, good. Oh, she was great. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. <laughs> they were both really good. Yeah. I was very, not, you know, only because my only context for... Carly Rae Jepsen is her like two hit song. Sure. So I didn't know much about her, whether or not she could act, but she was perfect. Yeah, she was a really perfect. great Frenchie. So that song was perfect Frenchie. Awful, though. Oh, that song had no business being there whatsoever. I don't, I just, it's like they took a trunk song they already had or something and put it in there because they're like, we're not going to bother to write something that sounds like Grease. I just don't understand. I just don't understand why. It also, like, I mean, for people who write Tony-nominated musicals and Tony-winning musicals, it, like, I Need an Angel or whatever. I don't remember what the title was. Something like that right before Teen Angel comes out and sings. Right. Like, right. come on, guys. That's the song you added? That's that's what needed, the show needed something and that's what you had to add? Was her singing a song where she's just like, I hope somebody comes and tells me what to do with my life. That'd be nice. And then they do. Like, go f get out of here. I mean, here. even Sondheim cut Meryl Streep's song from Into the Woods. Yeah. Movie. He was like, you know what? We don't need it. Wait, what are you talking about? I thought there was a song in that movie. Didn't he cut the Meryl Streep song? Am no. I wrong? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Ugh, and that... Right? I don't know. That terrible... What was the song? I'm gonna look but it up. But wasn't... The, didn't they get... Didn't they do that in the movie because they won an Oscar nomination? That's why it doesn't make sense on TV. Hold on. I'm there's no Emmy up. for best song. No, I knew that. Well, yeah. There is, too, an Emmy for best song. Justin Timberlake has one. For Dick in a Box. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's... Is that why they 
they added it because they thought they well, were going to win a fucking Emmy. They I thought you were going to win an Emmy with that song. I think probably that's why they had a new song because they could, they're like, oh, we have Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, we need to have her sing something, which makes sense, but you could have had her sing Raining on Prom Night or some of the other things that were cut. Hmm. Yeah, new Stephen Sondheim song, Pen for Meryl Streep, cut from the film version. I thought, I, I mean, I don't remember no, the song. Well, they had I guess I just a shitty like song in Les Mis that they did not cut. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. That and that was one where well, he well, like so Stephen Sondheim he sang a wasn't, song to his little girl. Yeah, it was terrible. And Stephen Sondheim wasn't nominated for an Oscar. He sucked it up. Yeah, there was no reason play this song was no. No, just no. Yeah. Just no. That I think was really the the main negative. Right. And Greece yeah. itself. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's Greece. Um, Jordan Fisher, who played Duty, was like surprisingly dreamy just because Duty <laughs> is named Duty. <laughs> um, and I liked, I mean, they did really, it was like the movie version of Grease with the musical songs thrown in there. It was weird. It was an it was interesting hybrid. I guess I understand why they did that. I like the purity of them, of like NBC being like, fuck you, we're doing the stage version of The Sound of Music. But I do understand why Fox went the other way and did like a hybrid. And I appreciate the hybrid versus we're just doing the movie. I agree. I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm excited for Hairspray. Yeah. Hairspray is also Fox. No, Hairspray is NBC. So we'll see if they sort of look at this because it got huge ratings. It did better than I think... All, all of the, the three other NBC ones. Wow, that's good. Yeah, maybe not the Wiz. Uh, maybe it was around what the Wiz had. Again, I didn't do research on this, but I think <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> <Me> reading <laughs> that it. Either way, it got huge ratings. Uh, so right. maybe they'll sort of tweak their model. Hmm, we'll see. We'll see. Because hairspray, that's a that's a fun one that you could do all over the place. I don't know if that would work in New York City though. I don't know what the soundstage situation is there. Because mm. they were straight up in the middle of Stars Hollow in Greece. Right. Right. I was like, hey, that's Stars Hollow High. <laughs> yeah, they were back on that. What's that? The Warner Brothers lot. Yeah. Wait, so Hairspray's filming in New York. I'm assuming that's where, because that's where all the other NBC ones, NBC were, ones right? were out on Long Island. I don't know. I would guess that they're going to keep, NBC's going to keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah, I would guess that too. I think. What's the other show that Grease's next, I mean, Fox's other show is Rocky Horror. Right, and but that's going to be like recorded. <laughs> so many things so confusing. But Fox is doing the live passion. Oh, yeah. Which is gonna be weird. I don't I don't I I I mean uh, my first my first knowledge of this and that it was a thing that existed in the world was when I was listening to the off book podcast. Oh yeah, oh, and, that was great. I did listen to that episode with Amber Amon. Right? That was oh, a good it was one. Fantastic episode. Yeah. So great. Um, 
And they were talking about that. And that was the first time I was like, what's this? And then there was a commercial during Greece. And I was right. like, uh, what's this? I mean, I don't uh, think maybe, maybe I'll talk about it. I don't think we'll, you know, quote unquote, cover it. But I definitely think that I want to watch that because I think it's going to be nonsense. I mean, let me know how it is. Yeah, I know, I'd right? I'd be curious to watch it. I really liked Amber Ramon's idea of Jesus doing like a second line funeral. That really made me happy. That's like, you know, the big jazz funerals where they're like what? walking and playing instruments and they have like in umbrellas. Louisiana? Yeah, yeah. Because they're in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with that oh, okay. uh, New Orleans thing. I have seen <clears throat> Double Jeopardy. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's one of my favorite films. Yeah. So I don't know. So The Passion is next, which is like in a few weeks. I don't, because I think. I think Tuesday yeah, is Mardi like Gras. Easter or something? It's Palm Sunday, so the, the week before uh, Easter. What's Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday is, oh God, dig back, dig back, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Sunday before Easter, and it is, I believe it's when Jesus came into Jerusalem, and he was like brought there by his disciples, like with his disciples, and all of the people in Jerusalem were like, holding palms for him. And that's when the authorities were like, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I th- think, uh, I don't remember. And then the ashes that you get on Ash Wednesday are made from the palms from the previous year's Palm Sunday. Cause you have palms and they're folded into crosses. Wow. That's <laughs> a lot. And I used stuff. to have, I would like have the palms, uh, from Palm Sunday, I would like have them stuck in my like vanity mirror and then you bring them to church a year later and then they burn them for the ashes. Weird. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny the like super pagan rituals that we maintain. Yeah. Well, we have no imagination. That's true. Well, actually. We have to burn these things so our... Mystical God well, is happy. Yeah, and it wasn't actually so much about imagination. It was about including those pagan rituals to include the pagans and then slowly, uh, I'll use the word brainwash, brainwash them into like believing your religion instead of theirs. But you're like, look at these familiar right. things that we do. Right. Christmas is during Saturnalia. Join us. Hey, it's super easy. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. Come on yeah. over to this side. <laughs> anyway, I it's going to be weird. I guess Seal was just announced as being part of it. I think he might be Pontius Pilate. Whoa. We'll see. I wish they were doing Jesus Christ Superstar instead. <laughs> Same. I'd be on board. Oh, I'm so sad about that arena tour still being canceled. Aww. I wanted to see JC Chazé. That would have been pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about Grease Live? I don't know. It was enjoyable. It, it was a great production. Yeah, I probably could have had a lot. If we had recorded right after, maybe right, I could have I know. torn it apart or had tons of comments. Yeah. A week out, I'm like, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad I watched well, it. Well, you're lucky, Not Greece. need <laughs> to watch it again yeah. in the near well, future. If, but, if any know, of you there. out there do need to, it is currently available on DVD and for digital download. That's cool. 
quick. Yeah, it was a fast turnaround. I mean, I guess they didn't have to do much editing. Right, right. Uh, something cool. else I watched this week was the last five years movie, which is on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. It's definitely worth watching, but it's also weird. <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweets and I was, I mean, I, I also like didn't pay attention much when it was being made, I guess. But I, mm-hmm. you were like cameos by these people. And I was like, oh, what? yeah, JRB plays cameos. the accompanist. There are other people in the movie. <laughs> Well, there are, I mean, it's not just a two-person cast, but it, for the most part, is. I mean, it does stick pretty, pretty much to the show. And I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if I was completely unfamiliar with this show. If I went into it, would I have no idea what was happening? Hmm. Because I got that sense from the movie. But hmm. I had only ever seen the show after you know, extensively listening to that cast recording and knowing the whole story. Wait, so what, I'm confused. What are you asking? I, you think that people that were completely unfamiliar with the material would not be able to understand the movie? Yes. And because it just, it didn't seem clear even to someone who knew what was happening, the shifts in time. Huh? Like, it wasn't clear what which one was her timeline and which one was his timeline? Yeah. Oh, that's not great. And I think maybe because of the show has, like, like specific scene changes, it allows you to readjust. But, but again, now, now I'm questioning whether someone who had seen the show with no knowledge of it would have a similar <laughs> confusion. I don't know. Because, again, I've only ever seen it having like memorize the entire score and the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I, I don't know. Cause when I saw it off Broadway, that was my like first, I was not familiar with it really much at all. And, but I knew the concept. Right. Right. I guess if you know the concept, that certainly helps. But like, you, you know, because there are clear scene changes, like lights go out and things change mm. and that doesn't happen in the movie. Right. Hmm. I don't. Well, I'll try and give it a watch. And... I mean, they're singing live, so there's some really great singing. Anna Kendrick is Anna Kendrick and delightful. There's a lot of like her summer in Ohio is very like camp esque. <laughs> and Jeremy Jordan sounds great. It's really weird to me that like she's the Shiksa and he's the Jew. <laughs> Like, like, I don't think she's Jewish, but I could see her being cast as Jewish. And he, I think, might actually be half Jewish, but does not look half Jewish. Not that that matters, but like... could pass for Jewish. Her more than him. Yeah. I think on face value, no, like, the faces of all the Jews that I've known in my life, (laughs) Anna Kendrick fits right in. Yeah. Jeremy Jordan... He could go, but, you know, yeah. you could also be like, no, nah, I don't know. You could be just Italian. Yeah, exactly. He is, yeah. So he is Jewish on his mother's side. So he's even like, like it counts Jewish. But like what ethnicity? Uh, I'm not sure. Jewish. Probably just like Eastern. Probably. I'm sure. But I don't know if Wikipedia gets into that. He's Sephardic or Ashkenazi? <laughs> oh, Jewish Pretty immigrants. Sure Ashkenazi. Jewish immigrants from Russia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Yeah. 
Oh my god! You too. I'm also from Latvia. Maybe you were from the same shtetl. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe we have some cousins in Latvia. We're related. That's exciting. That would be weird. That would be weird. I've always wanted to find my distant relatives in Latvia if I have any. Yeah. Well, I'll also say this for for the last five years movie, though. If this had come out like when I was in college in my like deepest, I'm only listening to this phase, you know, I would have loved it. I would have just cherished it. So I'm glad it exists. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's a weird thing that exists, but I'm glad it exists. Well, where's my Lucky Stiff movie, Where man? is the Lucky Stiff movie? <laughs> I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Ugh, I bet it'll... Netflix, that seems like a weird shit, like weird shit that Netflix will get. I mean, I know it's going to happen eventually. I just feel like I want it now. Me too. Nikki M. <laughs> James, where are you? I know. A mm. uh, Actors Equity president, Kate Schindel, is also in that movie. I love her. I know it. She's wonderful. That's so cool that she's the equity president. It really is. That's awesome. She's the best. We just need an intern. Yeah, we'll get one. We can probably get one now. We just ask somebody to do it. Hmm. <laughs> That's true. We could probably just put it out on Twitter. Yeah. Hey, everybody, can you just send us all the questions we asked about? That we could ask her. About, like, they would probably actors do it. equity. Yeah, probably. Maybe I'll do it. Hmm. I mean, I, in a way, all of our schmazettes are our interns. It's true. They send us things when we ask them. And they fact check us. Yes, it's true. It's wonderful. It's yeah. great. Well, you have a week left to see Allegiance, dummies. Aww. I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> but also, it needs to be seen. So you should see it. If you're not in New York, again, they have announced... A tour is launching, I think, in 2017. So, fingers crossed, everything remains great with that and happens. And you should see it. And hopefully, it's also equity. I'm really... I want to try and see it this week. You should. I really do. I want to see it this week. I bet I could get my mom to come with me. Yeah, your mom loves shows. Oh, my parents saw Fiddler last week. Oh, my God. Tell me everything. So my parents uh, saw my one of my mother's friends, old, old friends from back in the day, was in town with her husband, and they were staying here at our place, and my parents went, went with them to go see Fiddler on the Roof, obviously. A bunch of Jews. And the, my, I was asking them the next day, I was like, how'd you like it? And they loved it, of course, and, you know, we're very happy with all the Jewish stuff or whatever, <laughs> you know. I don't... I, I don't know, like, how to describe this dynamic of when you have, like, four Jewish people all sitting around talking about, like, this Jewish theater thing they just saw Mm -hmm. and just being, like, I don't, I think to me, when I listen to their conversation, it's all very normal and I understand what's going on, but I would, I wish that you could listen to it, maybe, because, I don't know, it's just funny to me, the way they talk about it, so Jewish. Yeah, I would love to hear that, because I imagine (laughs) it's how... Like, I don't know, my mom and her friends would talk about nonsense or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But uh, I asked them what they thought of the framing device. Oh, yeah. And they all said they really liked it. Interesting. And I was like, why? Why? Why was it there? Why was he wearing a red jacket? Why was he reading from a book? None of it made sense. (laughs) And 
what they said, their insight was they were talking about how they were like a lot of people are, you know, maybe more of their generation, you know, people, the boomer generation are like, you know, getting to the age where they want to look back and like find out more about the old times with their family ancestry and stuff. And so all of them were sort of like, oh, it was a really nice nod to like a modern person in our timeline wanting to learn more about their Jewish past like history or something. And I was like, I understand how that yeah. is what it was trying, what it was doing. I, I don't, I didn't find it necessary. I don't think it added anything. No, but for me, well, I sure. guess it added something for them. That's what I was going to say. And I don't know. I don't know. Bartlett Scherz, like, well, I don't know if he's Jewish, but he is sort of of that boomer generation. So maybe that's just part of his also wanting to look back, even if it's not mm. his heritage, understanding that desire. Hmm. I mean, it's not like I don't have a desire to know about what type of life my family was leading before we came to America. Because sure. I actually, I would say that my family came to America at about the same time, actually. Or my mom's side of the family. Oh, okay. My, fa- my dad's side of the family, the non-Jewish side of the family, has been in America for a really long time. Hmm. Um. But my mom's side of the family immigrated like like in, turn of the century, turn of, like turn of the century, yeah, like prime they time like Ellis Island, Tata. yeah, prime time Ellis Island, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like yeah, my, my family was here before all of that too. They came with the my, waves of Russians. I mean, what? No, Irish. <laughs> I was just thinking about Russia. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, so when, like what time period were all the Irish coming you over? You know, I'm not 100% sure. My grandfather was born in 1890 and he was born here. So mm, so a little bit before yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit before that. And my, my mm. grandmother, she was actually from Germany, but their family had been here too, probably around the same time. I would guess, I would guess all of my family came sometime after the Civil War, like between the 1860s and the 18. 18- like in the turn of the century, but de- before the turn of the century. Right. Cool. Yeah, I don't know anything about actually how my father's side of the family got to America. I just know that on my father's side, I can trace back to a Civil War spy. Oh. Well, we Pretty just cool. have to get famous enough to be on Who Do You Think You Are? Mm, but they cool. only let you follow one person. But I bet they map out everything for you and they just follow like the most interesting person. Huh. Kelly Clarkson has uh, relatives named uh, with the last name of Rose in Ohio. And that's my mom, like my grandmother's maiden name. And I was like, am I related to Kelly Clarkson? Because she's from Ohio. (laughs) That's funny. Are you? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It's possible. I'm going to believe it's true. That's funny. Well, anyway, my parents are also planning a second trip back. Oh, I love that. They want to go see it again. Perfect. We have a few announcements, not so many announcements this week, but we have some casting for the aforementioned Rocky Horror production. Annalie Ashford is playing Columbia. That's perfect. I know. Stupid how perfect that is. Oh, 
I mean, I can't. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. And then Ben Vereen is playing uh, the doctor. I mean, come on. I love Ben Vereen. And he liked that joke selfie that we took with him. Oh, my God. Remember that when he tweeted at us and he said, ha ha. I mean, I knew he followed us because Ben Vereen, listen, we're not that special. Ben Vereen follows like a billion people, like Tay Diggs. But... But I, and I didn't tag him and I don't, I think he probably just searches his name, which is also just super adorable. Right. Cause I, you know, well, especially after you perform Well, right. that, that like searching your name on a random day is not something that I think Ben Vereen does, but uh, somebody got him hip to the Twitter to be like, you should search it after your performance to see what people said. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like is Ben Vereen on Instagram. You know what? I don't know. I would just feel like he would be fun on Instagram. Oh, I'm sure. I just, I'm like super intrigued by this also because of like it being recorded. Like, I think it's going to be just like, you know, a movie musical. Yeah. Which we already have of Rocky Horror and which is amazing. So I'm interested to see how they may or may not make it different. Hmm. Like, is it going to look like it's a live musical recorded or is it going to look like a production? I don't know either. Hmm. I'm excited, though. This cast is making me very excited for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cast is fantastic. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. When's it happening? I Again, I don't think that they've actually announced a date. What the fuck? Because I think because it's, like, recorded, they'll probably maybe... Um, film over the summer when people are free and then release it sometime in the fall. I release it, air it sometime in the fall. Hmm. I don't know. Me neither. Me neither. Well, something we can't see right away and hopefully we'll be able to at some point is Amber fucking Riley in Dreamgirls. Oh my God! After seeing her in the whiz, I just need a plane ticket to London. I mean, she's going to be so good. She's playing Effie in Dreamgirls on the West End. That bitch going to get an Olivier. Oh, maybe. I mean, is Effie supporting or starring? I think starring. I have no idea. Because then, oh, wait, but. Well, listen, the Olivia's are nonsense, so I don't know. Like, is is Audra going to be up oh. in a play with music, or is they are they going to consider Lady Day a musical? Who knows? I mean, and as Man. we know from Leslie Margarita, it's hard for Americans to win Olivier's, but both of these ladies, I think, sort of transcend that. Right. Well... Audra much more certainly, than Amber. Certainly Audra, especially just because of her Am- I think Amber will probably like make a huge splash yeah. in London and it'll, and it'll be a big deal. But I don't, I would guess that Amber Riley is not famous in England at all. Yeah, I don't know I mean, how popular or, or Glee just, is. You know, I'm sh- right? Like I'm sure there are people in the UK that watch Glee. Yeah. But I, I certainly don't think she is a name that people know in the UK at all. 
I don't know. I, I mean, mean I they're taking either. her to London, so she must be. I mean, she's just fucking incredible. Well, and I think London is a place more so than Broadway, where you can be like, "Hey, we found this great person, and we're putting them in a show." Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder, I wonder if London also is on some level becoming an out of town tryout, a very expensive out of town tryout. Uh, yeah, I mean, seems... it always has been on some regard, like not actually looking at it that way from original London productions, but like this is Casey Nicklaw and Amber Riley. Like I right, feel like right. that means right. that's seeing... an American production. That's an American production that's happening in, in England. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll see. I hope it comes. Cause also I cannot even believe that they haven't revived dream girls, even though they did that tour after the movie. I can't believe it hasn't been revived yet. Well, fucking hope that this one comes on to Broadway. Me too. Ugh, I need it. A couple other announcements. The new Braincast recording is out. Ooh. Which I'm super, super excited about. I know, me too. I just... Mm -hmm. Behind on my music cast recordings, yeah. my cast recordings, and now like Beyonce's putting shit out. It's, <laughs> it's rough. It's, very, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's so, it's so much. I have this Emily, Alice and Emily bootleg I'm just going to listen to Shh. forever. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, and you didn't get to see this production, unfortunately. So now you can hear Rima Webb kill her songs. Mm. I mean, oh everybody God. did. Everybody did amazing. Right. But Rima Webb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, she was so good. I'm excited. And speaking of Encores Off Center, we've had some announcements about it. We already knew that the Runaways, oh, no, I'm sorry, it's just Runaways, that Runaways was going to be one of the shows. And the other show that they're going to do is Kurt Vonnegut's God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater, which I don't know anything about. What? Kurt Vonnegut wrote a play? I guess he wrote a musical. I mean, I don't think he wrote the musical, the music for it. Okay, that's that's a lot. I, I wonder what it's I, like. I have, have no idea. Have you read much Kurt Vonnegut? Um, no, I've actually read no Kurt Vonnegut, but I know sort of the aesthetic and Slaughterhouse Five and all of that. I read I read some of his stuff like when I was in school briefly, sure. and <laughs> I mean that class that I was in that I read that in, I disliked everything the teacher gave us to read mm-hmm. so yeah you know i didn't like anything that we that we read in that class i thought it was all bullshit well the songs are by howard ashman and alan minkin so all right uh it's their first musical and the cast includes santino fontana and skylar astin so i don't i mean oh uh- Oh, it's, you know, it's going to be entertaining whether it's like nonsense or not. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope it's complete trashy nonsense. Who's to say? It's encores. Yeah. It could be any, that's the the fun thing about encores. Yeah. There's also going to be their one night only concert that they're going to do, which I, it's not like an actual thing. It's called Jamboree. Mm And it's going mm-hmm. to include like Groff and Sutton Foster, but I don't think it's an actual thing. It's just like what? a concert. Okay, no, I'm not crazy. Here it is. Yeah. It just says it's a one night only concert that features Sutton Foster and Jonathan Groff along with special guests. 
What are they going to say? Performing off-Broadway selections from the past, present, and future. That doesn't make what? any sense. Future? Well, I mean, I'm sure it's just promoting upcoming. Well, I guess, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That seems weird. Anyway, so that's happening. That's the one night only concert, though. So I'm not Whatever. invested in that. Yeah, me either. And the other announcement was that Janine DeSori is stepping down as artistic director of Off Center. Well, hats off to you, lady. Yeah, I mean, I really have Pass enjoyed the the choices me that too. you've made, and that bums me, me out. Too. But we'll see who's next. Mm. I mean, she's. I'm sure she's got other important work. She's to be a doing. busy lady, and I hope that I get to see whatever the next thing that she's working on is. Same. Yeah. If you're a young person, also Janine Tesori, they're having like open auditions um, for Runaways, so you should go fucking audition if you're. And it's not equity. I mean, you don't. They have a loophole or something. Yeah. <laughs> we can ask. We can ask uh, Kate Chindle about it. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, Schmezats. If you're high school age, go, 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 go. We want to see you in a show. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Hey, if you listen to this podcast and you get into that show, will you let us come backstage? Yes, please. This is a binding contract. You listening to this right now. <laughs> you have to bring us backstage. You will do it. And introduce us to Jean Tesori. Thank you. You're welcome. Carolee, 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 update. Happy last show at Finding Neverland, Carolee Carmelo. You get your butt back to Broadway ASAP. Oh my God, you are in in a better Thanks. role. Yay. I'm so excited. I guess I I'm don't want to say excited. better. I just love every time Carolee Carmelo gets to not close a show. Yeah, I know how exciting. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's because it's just something she's talked about before. Yeah. And I just, because she brought it up then, I think about it. Where I'm like, oh, my God, Carolee's getting to leave a show before it closes. Well, listen, that's so, I guess she that's should exciting. only do shows at the Lund Fontaine, but then that doesn't bode well for Chuck Everlasting. That's true. <laughs> but I think I think that show's going to be, oh, like, oh. totes fine. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't excited wait to, to see, see it, it again. Carolee Carmelo! Oh my God, Broadway! Always on Broadway. Carolee they Carmelo, did some sort of um, presentation in Miami, and she sang that weird song that you were talking about, like mm, like the my most beautiful yeah, day. We're like it's the day that every woman remembers because she's the did most you, beautiful. You, you, yeah, right? I heard a little bit. You of listen it. to this, uh, yeah, and I was like, mm, I'm with you. It's yeah, it's weird, but yeah, it's weird. But she's you know she's Carolee. It's Carolee Carmelo. It's amazing what we so. forgive that vibrato. That's true. Like you're like I don't care the nonsense that your voice is saying right now because it's beautiful. <laughs> Sing I enjoy mm. being a girl. Do it. I don't <laughs> care. You're wonderful. Mm. I'm excited. I can't wait. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti tweet of the week. On February 7th at 3 p.m., Laura Bonanti tweeted, Please imagine how angry everyone would be if I came out during halftime and sang vanilla ice cream. I love that. Are you that. kidding? I mean, I'm not watching, so like it wouldn't matter to me, but like I would watch it later and I would be excited about it. I think it. America would fall in love with Laura Bonanti all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be awesome. 
I mean, wouldn't that be a ballsy move? Also, she's it's on CBS, and she's a CBS star of Supergirl. Exactly. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley, and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc., And in the meantime, go go see live theater. theater.